Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. You might remember a guy called Zach Barker. Zach used to be the director of Startup Business Incubator Opportunity Machine. I mention him because he had a basic business philosophy which he summed up in three words. Get stuff done. It sounds simple, but in reality, in business, the difference between success and something less is the ability to execute. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Talk is cheap. To succeed, you have to get stuff done. Both of my guests today are unwitting disciples of this Zach Barker philosophy. Tiffany Stewart is an executive concierge and personal project manager. Through her company, The Good Steward, Tiffany offers small businesses, non-profits and individual professionals short-time task-based assistance. Tiffany's company's self-described mission is to help people grow their business so that they can enjoy the life that they've earned. Tiffany, welcome to Out to Lunch. Hello. <laughs> Brent Henley is an industrial psychologist. He's the founder and CEO of a company called The Pyramid Group and author of a book called The Nexus Initiative. Pyramid Group are consultants who work with businesses to improve everything about them, from performance to sales, including diversity, team building, leadership and more. Brent's book, The Nexus Initiative, describes a whole new approach to business in which you get what you want based on a philosophy of giving. Brent, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks, Elaine, for having me. Tiffany, in the past, hiring in business has been an all-or-nothing proposition. I wait till I have too much work to handle, then I hire another person. When that person has too much work, they hire another person. Each time I hire someone, complications increase. The new model of hiring is based on what we call the gig economy. Instead of waiting till I'm swamped and overwhelmed to hire someone, I call on someone like you to come and help me on a specific task. It saves an employer from the hassle of having an extra employee and it allows you to move from task to task and company to company without being tied down so that you're self-employed and you can control your own work schedule. The one thing you give up though is job security. Do you have to keep marketing to put yourself out there or does the gig economy work in some other way? How does an employer know someone like you exists? How do they find you? So I've been pretty lucky so far um, because I've grown this business through word of mouth. And what's happened is one employer, I work with one employer, that person tells somebody else, and that person tells someone else. So I've been able to kind of move throughout the community fairly easily. So what kind of things do and you so, do? So I do everything from data entry, some bookkeeping, um, writing thank you notes, writing Christmas cards, handwriting Christmas cards, things that um, a lot of times if their secretary or their um, accounts payable or someone were to do, it would cost them more money and time for them to do it than for me to come in, get it done and get out and I like to tell people that is that you know I kind of I, I go into that relationship knowing that we're going to break up and, and and I'm cool with it and and they're cool with it too um, because that's the whole nature of the beast for for me for for my business so it's for those people who are like I wish we had someone too to to plan this Christmas party I hate planning Christmas parties so can somebody come in and do that I plan um, fundraising events 
um, things like that. And then also looking for grants for uh, like nonprofits will have me looking for uh, grant opportunities and kind of tipping them off for that, um, helping them get their board board of directors together um, and plan their board meetings. Little things that a lot of times small businesses and nonprofits just don't have the budget and the capacity to put forth all of that you know, money towards staff. They just need somebody here and there to do it. And so that's where it works Works for me. Um, and it started because, you know, my dad is a project manager. He's in the oil and gas uh, consulting business. And I noticed that there was a lot of these consultants coming in and their resumes weren't nice and tidy. There was things that were lacking that I remember as a uh, young child, my mom doing for my dad. Well, now everybody's moms work, so there's no more secretary at home. So I kept telling my dad, you know, I really think this is a good little little thing for me to do and kind of play around with and see what happens. And so um, as I put forth some effort into it, it just kept growing, and then it's just continuously grown since then. Bryn, initially you set out to be a minister of religion. In the course of your studies, you discovered you preferred business, and you ended up becoming an industrial psychologist. It sounds like your initial attraction to religion might have filtered into your thoughts about business and expression in the philosophy of giving that you describe in your book, The Nexus Initiative. Can you tell us a little about the business philosophy that you've created? So, you know, the thing about uh, work is that we spend most of our time there. We don't spend a lot of time anywhere else other than on the job. And it, uh, it it's not necessarily making work a spiritual place, but I've been, always been a firm believer that um, if, you, if you use the laws of human reciprocity that are available to us all, and the more you give, the more you get, and that's, a, that's not only a religious concept, it's just a human uh, dynamic. But the more you give, the more you get. You want to be a giver in business the and not a taker. The more people you help, the more people will help you. And they will help you. And so that's how I created the business philosophy. It's kind of like this word of mouth marketing that you talk about. I mean, what they're doing is they're giving you a gift by by giving others a gift of who can help them. Yeah, you've so, made them happy, so they're helping you by saying, hey, you should use her. Exactly. So they're, they're giving gifts to their friends, and that's giving a gift to you. And so uh, they're not they're not taken and, and just keeping you for themselves. Right, they're right. giving you uh, to all of their other so, associates. So, Tiff, I know that you have two businesses. You also make <laughs> ice cream, because why not? Why not? You have a company not? called Sugar Mama's Secret confection it's a little play on words with madonna's <laughs> album but yeah so sugar mama's um sugar mama's is kind of like my my little passion project i guess is what it's become um it it uses local ingredients um from and louisiana you make small batch and i make small batch ice cream handmade ice cream just me and my little kitchen aid i and, hope you brought us some and my playlist i did bring oh, some good, good. so yep i have my sugar mama's playlist that i have to listen to whenever i'm Making it because... What songs are on the Sugar Mama's playlist? Candy Girl from New Edition. (laughs) 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 Raspberry Beret from Prince. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's all those good songs that that get good feelings going on in the kitchen and and all that fun stuff, of course. Tiffany, did you you learn to cook the Cajun way, which is you always start your, your cooking experience with music playing on speakers and opening a bottle of red wine. Is that how it always came about? Uh, That's a normal day for Tiffany. Yeah, Yeah, usually I open a little bottle of scotch and and, and we start. And Um, your ice cream, the secret ingredient in it 
is rum. Is yeah. Am I allowed to say your secret ingredient is rum because that makes it not secret? But it, it makes it not secret. It's just well, yeah. It's not. It's not a huge secret, but it's one of those things that I thought, you know, why don't we make some? Adu- why don't I make some adult ice cream? Something that like mothers and adults and and grownups. It's it's more catered to them. What ends up happening is that it's not enough rum to to do anything to anybody. You would you would probably get diarrhea before you ever got drunk. Anyhow. So. <laughs> You'd have to eat a lot of ice cream to get drunk. You would. You really would. And so they... So it's really just a flavor enhancer. It's just a flavor enhancer. Um, what I found was that people were putting bourbon in ice cream a long time ago just to keep it from freezing hard. So I went ahead and put some Louisiana Bayou rum. My grandmother did that when I had cough. Ah, ours was tequila. Just a little bit of bourbon in the ice cream. She, she a little knew, bit of bourbon yeah, in the ice knew, cream? Yeah. She knew I'd eat it that way. Yeah. So I know we could talk about ice cream all day. Brent, we have to ask, what is an industrial psychologist? Well, basically it's a, uh, an individual who's been trained to help people improve their performance. So it's not a clinical psycho- Clinical psychology is when you would sit on the couch and tell me about your mama and them. Uh, industrial psychologist is about understanding the gap that people have between their work performance and what they what they want and how they're doing. Why they do and don't do what they should do. Exactly, and how you can get people to do that. So a lot of training and development is wrapped up in that. A lot of executive coaching is wrapped up in that. A lot of assessment and data collection is wrapped up in that. So can I ask you, does it ever become like an issue where, you know, maybe their mama didn't hug them enough and that's why they're just not performing as well as they should or that they need extra, you know, some extra trophies and awards so my philosophy is based on William Glasser's uh, uh, psych he's a psychologist his uh, reality therapy and it basically it says this I can't do anything about what happened with your mama and not giving you a hug <laughs> we're working on today what's working today gotcha. if that's not working then let's figure out what's working but we have to figure out what's working today so it's reality now you can go to a clinical psychologist and go back and, and do that in-depth stuff if you want to do it but today while we're here at the office let's figure out what's working and what's not working and and figure out how to get better at doing ah, that. so you do a big range of things why does a company call you in so they may have an issue around uh, leadership development so they want to create a, a, a new they want to have a succession plan worked up where they have a new cadre of leaders come up. They've got high potentials, they don't want to lose them, and they want to do that. So we'll create a a whole leadership offering for them. Um, They also may not want to manage their own internal corporate university. They would like to have a learning and development offering in their company, but they can't afford to hire a whole bunch of people to do it, so they can outsource that to our firm, and we'll we'll manage that for them and give them the data. They may... uh, they need an outside third-party facilitator to help them structure either some of their meetings, like strategic planning retreats for their board of directors, or listening sessions. So employees won't tell you the truth, because you're the boss, but they'll tell me the truth when I give them, give them a safe environment to be able to talk about what's going on. And then that way we can create... Um, recommendations for the company on how to address those issues that the employees tell us about. Do you ever just walk away from a company because you can't work with them, they're not listening to you? Absolutely. I had a, I had a client call me in to ask me to fix his people and he had eight folks and he told me about every, every one of the eight people 
I'm uh, guessing this is like people that want their pets fixed. And, and, you know, and he, their behavior. Yeah, and he, uh, he told me what was wrong with all of his eight people. And then I asked him who hired him. And he goes, I did. And I said, well, we got to fix you first. There you go. Uh, your people don't need fixing. You need fixing. He says, well, I'm the owner and I'm not going to get fixed. So I walked away. I have no idea what he's doing today. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Brent Henley from the Pyramid Group and Tiffany Stewart, the Good Steward and Sugar Mama. Tiffany, is your plan to eventually hire other people to do the work you're doing now and have a a mass army of good stewards? Of good stewards? Of course it is. How awesome would it be to have a bunch of good stewards in the community? (laughs) Just because I find that, you know, the... The more work that I do that I can, and then if I can have someone else do other little things here and there, and I've had friends that they'll call me and they're like, look, I'm going to have two weeks off during Christmas and I'm going to be home with my kid, but I can pick up some of these kinds of jobs. These are the things that I like to do. I like to wrap presents. I like to do this. I like to do that. And I'm like, okay, so I'll keep that in mind. When I come across that work, I'll give it to them. I've got I've got plenty on my plate right now, so I can hand it off to them. And then as as we kind of go through the year, we kind of you know measure and, and, and go back and forth with it. But I think that it's, so one day will there be an app a bit like TaskRabbit where we can just be, say we need this and Tiffany sends out a good steward. That's the goal. That's the goal, especially because I find like I'm a I have a, a special place in my heart for TaskRabbit, <laughs> only because she she quit her job as a software engineer. Let's explain what TaskRabbit is to people that are listening and don't know. So TaskRabbit is is like waiter, except for people and tasks. Um, And you can order, I say order people on three different levels. You can have like a a, a professional, you can have kind of mid-range, or you can have somebody that, you know, they're a warm body. Um, and you can pick those kind of people for the certain So you task. can say, I want someone to wrap these gifts and I don't care what they look like. Or right. I want a master wrapper that studied in Japan. Yes, I want somebody to do with beautiful. one piece of tape in Japan. I'm, yes. I'm almost there. I've almost got the one tape wrapped down. It uses eight feet for, for a six-inch box, <laughs> but it's covered. <laughs> so is there anything you won't do? I was going to ask that. Oh. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. You ask me. <laughs> I, I, I won't sleep with your wife and um, or your husband, and I won't pick up your kids. Um, I find what I like to tell people is this: make a list of the things that you have to do throughout the day, and cross off the things that you have to do that no one else can stand in for you. I can't spend special time with your kids. I can't sit with your wife and 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 talk about your budget. That's not what I do. What I can do is make sure that you know the cable guy got there so that your wife could go pick up the kids i can make sure that you know um there was someone at the house while the electrician or the repairman came in so that way you didn't have to take off half a day at work so then you don't have to eat that push that over to saturday those kind of things and that's why you know when i say i hope there's lots of good stewards all over the community because that's really what the whole good steward um, model is is doing good work for people that allows them to be better versions of themselves to do better work and to be better people and, and is there raise a flat humans. fee or is it graded how much how much you cost my my uh my rate goes anywhere from 25 to 75 dollars an hour and it just depends on what they have me doing um and then also how many hours i'm working i do block rate discounts yeah so, so they can buy a whole block of your right. hours for a certain thing and, and then i'm i'm there for that whole you know for that whole block of time. So what I find fascinating is that um, 
you know, in a in a in another generation, this is what we used to do with our neighbors. Right. You know, I'd go pick up your kids, or I'd I'd wait for the cable guy. Or mm-hmm. But now that we've got dual income families out there, there's no one there to do. That. There's no one to do, be able to do some of these little things that happens, and so now it's opened up a whole new market for right, right, a steward. That's interesting. <laughs> Tiffany and Brent, this is part of the show that we call The Checklist. I have a list of 43 random questions in front of me, and I'm going to ask you to pick a number and do your best to answer the question. Who'd like to go first? 19. Oh, that was quick. (laughs) What is the absolute biggest waste of time in your life that you wish you could get rid of? Sleep. Um, I can't can't get rid of sleep, but... I don't think Tiffany offers to do that for people, do you? No. It's... um, you know, the biggest waste of time in my life is is uh, people procrastinating on making decisions and we're just waiting for things to get done. I'm a... I, I often advocate that there's a there's a couple of options that you can choose from option you know door number one door number two or door number three and then they take six months to make up a decision and then when they do things have changed so much we've got to we've got to refashion. Oh, so you make a decision we can change it afterwards just do something. Just make a decision. Yeah. Tiffany pick a number. Seven. What is your theme song? What music should be playing when you walk into a room? Oh, man. There's so many theme songs. <laughs> Depends on what side of the bed I wake up on. That what one. is your theme song for today? For today, my theme song was actually um, Soyo from Bombo Estéreo. That was, yeah, that was my, my, my get pumped song. So you actually did play that today? Yes. Oh, I have to play it. I have to do something in the morning. Like, I have concert in the shower, so, Yeah. I got to get myself ready, and music is is the way to do it. Since I can't drink before I bring the kids to school, supposedly. Brent and Tiffany, you both work with a lot of businesses, and you see them from the outside. What do you think the biggest challenge in businesses is today? Focus. Um, one of the things that there, there, I, I think a lot of uh, CEOs have ADD, and they're looking for the next shiny rabbit that just yeah. kind of flies by. And so focus and being And do some people just feel like they have to do everything? Yeah, and uh, you don't have to do everything. But if you, if you just, you know, I, I call it wash, rinse, and repeat. And it's, often it's not boring, but it's very profitable if they just stay focused on their core businesses. So I have a lot of conversations with C-Suite about ideas that they have for revenue, growth, and, and new businesses. And I often have to ask them, uh, is, will this take you out of your core? If it's going to take you out of your core, then someone else go start the company and let them worry right. about it. But this is not for you. Do yeah. you find the same thing, Tiffany? I think so. I've had, I mean, I've had a client that within a month, he changed my direction five times. Totally different direction. And it was, I need you to do this. Now I need you to change around and try to get this deal done. And now I need you to do this. And it's like, well, what exactly do you want out of this? And his, his answer was, I want to build an empire. And I thought, okay, well, that's not my... <laughs> that's not your purpose. That's not my purpose. Your, your purpose is to build your own empire. <laughs> so, Brent, you've already written a book. And, Tiffany, I expect money's coming. Did writing the book change anything about the way you thought about business? Not really how I thought about business, but how I approached business. Because one of the things when you write a book like the Nexus Initiative, you better darn well practice it. Because otherwise, you're not going to be a role model for anybody who's going to pick up the book. 
It, it also, um, from a consultant standpoint, it's street cred. Because now you've got Oath of. Yeah, you've got something published out there, and people now want to know if you're available to come and talk because you've uh, authored a book. Hey, we, we give away more books than we sell. It's just part of our philosophy. But what we're hoping to do is to create a what I call a positive epidemic with people helping other people to grow their business so they in turn will have is their business Is there a grow. sequel to the book coming and is it called the Next Nexus Initiative? Well, actually there is a sequel and we're going to call it the Nex- Nexus Experience. Ah, that makes so, a lot more sense. Yeah, so what, we, what we've done is we've collected testimonials from people who have used this and we're going to add those to chapters in the book. That'll be a 2019 launch. Tiffany, is there a book planned? Oh, let's see. I guess I could probably just pull all of my um, my note, my field notes, and put them together and, and make a book out of that. And that usually kind of tells the story of how the good steward came about, and then what it's like to be, you know, a working mom and and trying to start a business with kids. Are you super and, organized at home and oh, at work? God no. God no. I can. I'm. I'm a. I'm a great. I'm a great organizer of others. Um, and that's that's where like I'm happy doing that. <laughs> I'm happy telling my husband what to do, <laughs> just not when it's the other way around. So, is your business just really a temp agency, or do you see it as something different? It's not necessarily a temp agency. It's a task. It's a task agency. It's about the task. It's about, not the, task. about the people. Right. It's about the task, and it's about finding the right person for that task. Um, not everybody is is. I mean. We had a, um, my father had a um, secretary that was phenomenal at typing, but she was an old school secretary. So when it came to like, here, type this whole manual, she was on it and it would take her no time at all. And she was great at it. And that's someone who I always keep in my back pocket that when someone comes to me and says, I need you to do this, it's like, you know what? She can do it in half the time that I can and it's gonna be perfect because she comes from that, you know, typewriter (laughs) background. You know, but so, she might not be able to organize an event. But she, nope. You ask her to organize an event, and I remember my dad. I, we asked her, like, "Can you help with the Christmas party?" And she's like, "Oh, wait a minute. What do you want me to do?" <laughs> so she kind of pumped the brakes on that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious. Is it, it the, the variety of work that you get? Is that what is exciting for you? Because it, it, it is for me. I I don't want to work on the same, just boring projects of of learning and development. I, I like I like working with a different set of businesses. I mean, we have. We have casinos, healthcare, finance, um, home delivery services, small companies, large companies. It's different for everybody because it's it's the people part for us. But but I like the variety. So let me ask you this: the phone rings. Who would you love to be on that phone and asking you to do what? Oh, my favorite thing to do is throw a party, like event planning. That's my jam. <laughs> that's your jam. Yeah. Brent, what company would you like to work with? Um, I, I like to work Disney. Yeah, years years ago I had I got to uh, teach at Disney, um, and uh, in their learning and development department, it was a great experience for four months. Uh, I'd love to go back there now after 27 years and see what's changed and what's going on. And then my other one is, I, I'm I'm looking for a um, cigar manufacturing client. <laughs> Uh, somewhere That's in smart. Nicaragua or Costa Rica or Dominican Republic. And Tiffany, you could go there and bring in oh, the cigars totally. for him? I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I just have to learn how to speak Spanish first. You don't speak Spanish? <laughs> that is always a fun topic. No. <laughs> 
I do not speak Spanish. Um, I was actually hired and uh, maybe about two or three weeks into the job. It, it was like a permanent position with an insurance company. And they start talking to me about, you know, you're going to work on the Hispanic market and this and that. And I was like, oh, Did they do okay. that because you look Hispanic? Is yep. that why they did that? Oh, they just and made so, an assumption. Yeah. Right. And then I looked at him and I said, do you think that I speak Spanish? <laughs> well, you, you don't. don't. And I went, no, I don't speak Spanish. And nowhere on my resume does it ever say that I speak Spanish. And I usually just put my middle initial so that no one even gets the idea that maybe she just so might what, speak Spanish. what was it? Let's go ask the Mexican-looking girl if you know, to go handle the Well, it's Mexico funny. Case. So, and you would probably love this piece of information. The insurance industry, the perfect insurance agent is a Hispanic female... 40 to 50 years old. Like, that's their sweet spot. That's the one that's going to be, like, their go-getter. I'm not a salesperson. I hate sales. Like, if there's one thing I hate to do, it's to ask people for money. Even when I'm giving them something in return. <laughs> I just hate it. I just, you know, I let my work speak for itself, and then they, you know, we're up front with it, and we have a contract, and it's done. But as far as, you know, doing the sales and stuff like that, I just don't care for that part. So that's when I would definitely ask somebody else to come in and do that task. So, yep, that's my I don't speak Spanish story. (laughs) If you're resistant to change, this is probably not a good era to be living through. Everything seems to be changing from how we shop to how we communicate. On the upside, if you embrace change, there are new business opportunities and new models of employment that allow you to make money while enjoying more freedom and self-determination. Brent and Tiffany, both of you are making the most of our changing relationship to work and our understanding of business, and in the process, making contributions to our whole community. Thank you both for everything you're doing, and thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thanks, Thank Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Tiffany Stewart, owner of The Good Steward and chief ice cream maker at Sugar Mama's Secret Confections, and Brent Henley, founder and CEO of The Pyramid Group and author of The Nexus Initiative. You can find out more about Tiffany and Brent by following the links on our websites, klvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com, and on our Acadiana Facebook page. These photos were taken by Lucia Seyfrontenot. You can find out more about Lucia at lafphoto.com. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com. You can also keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You'll find those links on our website, itsacadiana.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Dustin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. 
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali's Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants. 